0: And cooking all the way Them boys are back in the the Web 3 trap tonight (laughs) The
1: the biggest duo in the Web 3 space
0: You know what I'm saying? The big two in the Web 3 Shout out to Candace Shout out to Zay Knight You know what I'm saying? We gotta,
1: uh, we gotta take that um term the big two of the web three space here on episode 16 of the block to block podcast the best podcast in the world for all things web 3. here we break down the technology what's going on in the market and the ways in which you can benefit i am nft and jai
0: now i am web3 wayne
1: and over here the talk is different
0: always if you ain't know about now You need to go watch episode 1 through 15 so you can understand how different the talk is. And the talk is so different that we got to let you know that this podcast is for general information purposes only. Mm -hmm. In no event will we be liable for you losing your guala, your guap, your cheddar, your cheese, your bread, your brisket. We don't got nothing to do with that. So we will not be liable for any loss or damage derived from the information provided, please conduct your own due diligence and consult a financial advisor and or any other certified professional. Just don't blame us. And with that, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Amen. Hey, we we wanted to, we, we know that the last few weeks, last few episodes, there's been a lot of focus on FTX and you know what's going on with this situation, SBF. You know the the name that that should not, you know, be spoken. The boogeyman of of Web three of crypto uh, has been dominating, dominating the the market, dominating the news cycle. But we wanted to to bring a little bit of a different story uh, to to kick it off today. And it's crazy because it's still gonna be connected to it. That's how far-reaching FTX was in terms of the Web3 space, the crypto space. Um, but we want to we kick it off with talking about Polygon's co-founder addressing criticism that their project is just as bad as Solana. And when we talk about their project being just as bad as Solana, you know what we're talking about? We are talking about centralization, right? Solana has been getting, uh, you know, their – man, man. They, they've been getting, you know, kicked while they were, they were down uh, for the last few weeks since we found out about FTX because of their relationship with FTX and, and how close they were. Um, so, you know, Polygon's co-founder Sandeep Namwell went on defense against ecosystems who are feeling defeated and jealous, as he stated. Right, Um, so the comment was motivated by a tweet by Mert Mumtaz. So Mert Mumtaz is the co-founder and CEO of Helios Labs and has used the funding uh, to pay people to use the chain. Well, he said, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. He pointed out that Polygon had received more VC money than Solana and had used the funding to pay people to use the chain and acquire companies. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. My dude Mumtaz wasn't playing no games. He was coming for Polygon. You know, we I
1: can have you.
0: Uh, man, we have uh an affinity to Polygon. That's the, the blockchain that we use, but we thought we need to bring both sides of the table, um, you know, to the to the conversation tonight, right? And and since FTX's collapsed, the narrative had you know around Solana has taken a big, big hit, right? That, that narrative that Solana is, you know, they're, they're in the red, they're really going through some difficult times because of, you know, what's going on with FTX. And, you know, especially with former FTX CEO, Sam bankman fried you know, having backed Solana to usurp Ethereum, right? He was, he was looking at Solana as, you know, this is going to be the blockchain that's going to rule them all. And, of course, as we've seen, the, the opposite has been in effect since that collapse. Um, and so in response to, you know, Mumtaz, well, before we get to that response, one more thing, one more thing, right? Mumtaz did want to point out that he thought it was irrelevant, not irrelevant, excuse me. He thought it was relevant to point out Polygon had received $50 million from FTX's sister company, Alameda yet does not suffer the same put downs as Solana. We wonder why, right? We really wonder why. And, you know, it's, it's not for us to, to say, you know, exactly why the, the market, you know, sees Polygon is not in a, the same situation as Solana, um, but there are some reasons, right? So in response to Mumtaz Nailwall, right, who is the, the CEO of Polygon, he said Polygon won not because of welding VC money to buy a favor. Instead, it won because of the power and pull of Ethereum. Mm-hmm. So he says it is because they are, you know, side chain, um, you know, of Ethereum that they really have a, a bit of a, a leg up because of people wanting to build on Ethereum. And more specifically, he said that entities want to build on Ethereum. Get this. Not on half-baked L1s. Put simply, Polygon's attraction boils down to it, providing access to the Ethereum chain. Ooh, boy. Sparks are flying. Sparks are flying. Yeah. Bang. It's getting serious. It's getting serious. But it, I mean, it, it makes sense. Right. When we talk about Ethereum, you know, a lot of people think of Ethereum when they think of uh, blockchain technology and, you know, DApps, decentralized applications. You think of Ethereum and, you know, they've really built themselves in a a way where um, they're kind of more parallel to an FTX than a Solana who was coming from a place of, you know, trying to fundraise from an, an FTX or some of these other VCs. Um, so Ethereum really has a great ecosystem and a great foundation. So, you know, I can, I can see why Polygon CEO sees that as, you know, their ultimate benefit of, of why they're uh, not feeling the, the burn as much when it comes to this FTX situation. Another reason as well, um, you know, just addressing the, the matter of, of VC influence Melwall also, or, or nail wall, I should say, also said investments were made at a time when Polygon was valued at $8 billion, right? So what does this mean? Um, it, it really means nothing without the context of those VCs that invested into Polygon control only 5% of the thematic token supply, mm. right? So if you go listen to our past episodes, we talked a little bit about how Solana is going to be impacted in how much uh, of sold Solana holds, if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere around like 40% of sold or something like that, right? So 12. Yep. And so here we're talking about VCs in total hold only 5% of that Matic token supply. So, you know, FTX alone, it might only be, you know, 1%, 2% versus 40% of Solana. Um, so really, when you look at Polygon, that they're in a, a pretty good position. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, ne- Nail Wall did concede that no e- ecosystem is perfect,
1: mm-hmm. but he
0: prefers to focus on improving and encouraging others rather than badmouthing the competition. And, and for even more context, you know, this was from a Twitter thread that Nailwall Wall and uh, his counterpart, mum tasks we're kind of going at it on. So, um, you know, with that, just some takeaways and and some of my thoughts around this situation and and this story with Polygon and and Helios uh, CEO is that centralization isn't the sole issue when it comes to Solana, right? We've talked about, you know, what does decentralization truly mean? And, you know, whether centralization is really bad and, you know, it's not all the way bad, right? It's not solely a bad thing to be centralized. But when it comes to, you know, Web3, is kind of what we look for and, and you know, blase, blase. But, you know, this situation has so much more to do on, on Solana's side with the, the amount of exposure that they have because of, Their relationship with FTX, right? And and what we've seen from Polygon is, you know, really an an application of good business practices consistent with other industries, right? Like we're seeing them, uh, you know, take their approach of we're going to get this VC funding, but we're going to make sure our valuation is in a good place. We're going to make sure we're not over leveraged with any investor where they control too much of what we do, right? Um, And when it comes to this crypto blockchain web three space, you know, it was seen as this new territory where anything goes and as a new way to do business. And, and, you know, this can be this new frontier. But like many things, you know, this was wishful thinking. We talk about these innovative and, you know, how it's going to change the world. You kind of get into this this wishful thinking. is hoping that, you know, things are, are different and better. And really what that is, is the, the common person being sold a dream while those with all the money, right? Those at the top are just raking in the cash. Yep. They're raking in the cash. So, I mean, going back to just the, the, the story at hand, there are good arguments being made here about Polygon and it's backing from VCs, FTX, and other corporate entities. I think, you know, it's always good to be aware of the pros and cons of any platform, right? Nothing is going to be perfect, Um, you know, this isn't going to be a situation where, you know, you're just going to find the perfect blockchain, right? You have to weigh your pros and cons, you have to do your due diligence, Um, you have to know what you want to uh, stand for as a a company, right? And and what you're, you know, how much risk you're willing to take. and really just go from there you know again you're not gonna have it perfect you know and, and to be honest polygon is not absolved you know of the effects or from the effects of this crypto winner but it looks like they've done enough to ensure that they can outlast a lot of the competition right Solana is not looking great i'm sure that they'll make it through but you know they're they're gonna have a, a huge hill to climb to get over the the mess of x ftx versus a polygon um, so we'll see what happens and and you know what the future holds for Polygon and Solana, you know, and Solana. as blockchain. Um and on my end, I'm gonna be monitoring this situation closely because you know we are on Polygon, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case we need to we need to get up out of there, we have, have to.
1: But yeah, thanks for unpacking that, man. Like is definitely important especially in this time where a lot of these projects are like unraveling yeah. and we're starting to see like oh these projects aren't exactly what they say they is right so yeah yeah in terms of like polygon like i think is very important one just for viewers like don't just take things at face value right so like as you mentioned like one of the criticisms was well ftx also invested in Polygon, just like they invested in Solana. So at face value, like, oh, man, like, oh, maybe Polygon's at the same level of risk. But as you mentioned, like only 5%, you said, or 5 or 6% 5%. Only by VCs of the MATIC token. So like, it's all relative, right? Like, you gotta, yeah. that's one thing you gotta look at when you evaluate these blockchains is, essentially, what's the risk ratio? Like, mm-hmm. how much leverage do outside parties have? And that goes, that also ties into the level of centralization of the cryptocurrency of those chains. So,
0: yeah. And that's, you know, another thing to, to add to that. That's a great point, that I'm doing. And, you know, I think for if you're the common person trying to, to understand this blockchain area, this blockchain space, you're the common person just getting into Web3 and trying to figure out like, how do I make these assessments and understand what's going on in the market? I think a big thing to, to look at too is, you know, the roadmap, right? What are, what are they planning down the line? Um, you know, also looking at the platforms as well, right? You There isn't just one blockchain. You talk about a marketplace like the Timbuktu or a marketplace like, you know, your Raribles and Seas, whatever it may be they, you know, you're seeing a lot of them have multiple blockchains on there, right? And, and you're seeing different ways that decentralization can come to the forefront when it comes to that technology. So when it comes to like a polygon, I mean, when you talk about blockchain in general, it's inherently decentralized and their platform, their, their blockchain specifically does have a lot of centralization. It's also good to look at, okay, well, what are they gonna do down the line to decentralize their platform? Is that something that they're even looking at? Mm-hmm. Right. And it may not be clear, cut, straightforward, but that's something to keep listening to, you know, as more things come out and things become more simplified. Look for, hey, who's gonna put me in the best position to win and not have me under, you know, the the normal. You know, sitting behind these big corporations and things of
1: sort. Right. and that's why it's also important to watch every episode of Block to Block. You make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share with everybody you believe who should get this knowledge. Because in previous episodes, whether it's the story with Starbucks partnering with Polygon or yeah. with Robin Hood Financials partnering with Polygon, we're yeah. seeing the execution of these chains, right? That's another big thing. It's okay. Yes, on theory, on paper, it's important to look at these roadmaps, right? But let's be real. Anybody can tell you whatever on paper. It all sounds good. Like, for all of the ladies who watch Block to Block, there's there's been plenty of times when you hear fellas in the past, like, yeah, baby, I'm going to show you
0: the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it comes to the execution, all they do
0: is take you around the corner store. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? What the actions add up to what are nah. the actions
1: added up to? So, seeing, so in the relations to blockchain networks and projects, seeing like how are these founders, how are these teams really executing their the, the roadmap, right? Like we see polygons taking an approach in which they're trying to meet people where they're at and make Web3 more accessible to, quote unquote, Web2 users or so just the everyday person. Mm-hmm. So that's one indication of their probability for success. Yeah. So these are just some of the things that we got to look at.
0: And I mean, look, that also applies to those uh, those DeFi market, marketplaces, DeFi platforms as well, man. Tell, I, I need you to tell the people about what's going on with Binance because I think that that's a big story in terms of that Web3 crypto world. We took a big hit with FTX. Uh, Binance, you know, they, they made some promises. But we just like, look. As you know, FTX also said that they was good, too. So what's really going on? So definitely let the, let the people know what's going on with Binance.
1: Right. So as we know, Binance is the world's largest crypto exchange in terms of trading volume. And what they have underwent, underwent was a essentially an audit, an unofficial audit, in which they showed that they actually have enough Bitcoin in their reserves to cover the balances for users, right? So mm-hmm. the term they used was like being over-collateralized and whatnot. Essentially, just saying like, hey, it, are you guys vulnerable like a FTX? Like if everybody wanted to cash out or put out their money, are you able to handle that, much, uh, that amount of risk? And the answer was yes. Mm. So, um, is- a couple of caveats that we do have to pay attention to. So Finance underwent this audit by this organization called Mazars, right? And they did a proof of reserves audit, which is and proof of reserves is just a protocol that you use to see like, hey, do the accounts of these crypto exchanges actually have the crypto? Do they have enough money to cover their liabilities? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you gotta cover like that's <laughs> what <laughs> reserves boils down to. Yeah. And so a few caveats about the report. One, it only focused on Bitcoin specifically. Now, mind you, Binance is the world's largest crypto exchange. So there's hundreds of different types of cryptocurrency within the platform. So mm-hmm. there's Ether for Ethereum, Sol for Solana, ADA for Cardano, and much, much, much more hundreds, right? So this audit only focused on Bitcoin. And while the results did show they can cover their Bitcoin liability, we don't know what's the story for the other cryptocurrencies. So that's one caveat. The second one is this was really just like a snapshot in time. So this was the report as of November 22nd. Right now we're in December the 8th. And I believe that time frame in which they looked at all this was like for like a week. As we know, life can happen. Things can change, circumstances can maneuver, and who knows where their liability may be as of right now today. But nonetheless, according to this report, Binance is at a ratio of 101%, meaning that if they had to pay off all the Bitcoin right now, they can cover 100% of it and have 1% over because of the amount of Bitcoin they have in their reserves. And... At the time of this report, that reserve amount was $9.7 billion. Shoot, I'll take 1% of that. <laughs> you feel me? Shoot, I, I'll take a percent of a percent of that. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Shoot, what are we Facts. talking about? But, Shout out
0: to seven, seven Stream Sean. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout
1: out to Sean. Watch episode eight. And Sean gave you the blueprint of how to be a web pre developer. Man, we, we have fire every episode, but anyway. Overall, this <laughs> every episode. Overall, but this whole report from Binance does give some level of calm, right? Because remember, FTX was the number two of crypto exchange. Binance mm-hmm. is the number one. So mm-hmm. the question was: are all these exchanges super vulnerable? Like, are their financials really messed up? And so, right. with going this proof of reserve audit, if you will, we're seeing some level. Of, we're seeing a level of transparency, and it's really cool because if you want to like, dig into like how they did this, they were like looking at all their finances, um, wallets. They were doing like test transactions, and just using the blockchain to validate all of this information. So it was. Re- mm-hmm. It's really a great use case of like how blockchain technology can be a powerful tool when it comes to like the auditing process. Because remember, blockchain technology is simply, at the very simplest of terms, open databases that has all of these transaction histories. That's all it is. That's open to anybody. Is. Yep. Yep. So overall, it it was definitely. A positive note. However, you know, my personal thoughts on this, we do have to reserve our full thoughts until all type a uh, complete audit is undergone over our Binance. Because once right. again, this only looked at Bitcoin. We don't know about the level of liabilities when it comes to Ethereum yep. or Cardano or Matic or whatever uh, cryptocurrency is on the platform.
0: And I mean, regardless of its volatility, Bitcoin is one of the more stable cryptocurrencies. So, right, I mean, it's almost like it's not saying much if, you know, you're saying, oh, like all the Bitcoin, you know, we're good there. Like, of course, like that's the one where you don't have people doing voodoo in the background to like <laughs> get, the, get the crypto to go to the moon or whatever, the, you know, whatever they want to call it. Um, so... I think that's a great point, Mamadou, Is we, we gotta like just take a take a, a second to say, all right, you know, this is good, this is a good first step, but what's the full picture?
1: Right. The full the- full picture. So the advice stays the same since episode eight to now episode 16. Do not, and I repeat, do not keep your cryptocurrency within these exchanges. Okay. At least not all. At least not all. Mm-hmm. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can use these exchanges, dip to, that you know, to purchase your crypto and whatnot. That's totally fine. However, when it comes to holding it, holding your crypto for safekeeping, take it off these exchanges, put it in your own wallets. Whether that's a non-custodial wallet, like a MetaMask wallet, or a code wallet, where it's like a piece of hardware that's completely disconnected from the internet. Yeah. Like, you have to protect yourself. Because yeah. once again, you know, while this report looks pretty good, is they did preface it by saying it's an unofficial type audit. It's not the official audit. And we simply don't know the full level of risk. And that's my take.
0: Steps in the right direction is what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm not hearing like... The people are good, but what I'm hearing is like you can at least like be rest assured that partially the platform would be okay. And I think, you know, when it when it comes to the state of the market, that's pretty much all they need to do. is, like they didn't need their pla- you know, people on their platform also going on the bank run, right? Like exactly. that would have that would have just destroyed. Of course, it would destroy them, Like regardless of if you have the reserves or not. People going on a bank run is not good for these platforms at all, plain and simple. Um, it's so. like, imagine if the
1: New York Stock Exchange, everybody was like, I don't believe in stocks whatsoever. We need to cash out and all my money out. Or but a better example, like the Great Depression, right? Everybody was trying to go to the bank to bring out their money and the banks was closed down. They couldn't do it. Yep. Never a good situation.
0: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. listen. Uh, Binance is in it to win it, man. They're they playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. I, I, I you know, I love to see it. it. It's definitely, you know, again, just some good signs that, it's it the the market is not going all the way to to nothing, <laughs> you know. It's it's there there's some sliver of hope somewhere in there. So <laughs>
1: they definitely are playing chess because they're if you recall from episode twelve, they're a big part of the reason why FTX is down and out today. Hey man, hey! But shout out to Binance. All all is fair in love and war.
0: Shout out to ZC, baby. CZ, my bad. Shout out to CZ. All right, He's right. Careful now. Get the acronym right. That's <laughs> what <laughs> you to do to exchange. You feel me? Before he before he come after us. Mm. Yeah, ten by two on the bank run. <laughs> <laughs> These are our favorite letters. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Facts. Well, man, I think um, you got you got any last words there, or are you you feeling good about that?
1: The only thing I gotta say is the people need
0: your world famous quick takes. Ooh, we we got a good one today too. Be fiending for the we man, do. like I get a quick take, please. We got a good one today, and it's really gonna be a quick quick take. Like I know I've been giving y'all speeches. With these quick takes, but not today. (laughs) Look, I wanted to give y'all a little in and out. You know what I'm saying? A little water on the grease. So, of course, we've heard about these big corporations getting into the Web3 space. Uh, Especially our footwear brands like the Adidas and the Nike of the world. They've begun to immerse themselves in the Web3 sphere. Teaming Mm -hmm. up with notable creators for their very own virtual goods. However, many of these have not been too well received, as the digital nature goes against the physical foundation of the hobby itself. When it comes to streetwear, when it comes to to sneakers, when it when it comes to, you know, this this space, this this community, the digital goods are just not doing it for them. And I understand. I understand. We we got a chance to go to SneakerCon back in August, and it was an amazing experience man right. it, it was the the energy and the vibrancy of being in that community you can't recreate that just with nFT you can't create that solely dig- on, a, on a digital platform and you know Nike has has you know understood that and and, and taken that to heart and said, you know what let's continue to innovate let's continue to push forward so Nike and FT FKT rtFkt I gotta figure out how to say that synonym I mean that that uh acronym because I, I ain't I need to find a I need to find a synonym for because I don't know what that that's this supposed to
1: be. Guy, it's mixing up acronyms and cinnamon
0: the, rit the, <clears throat> never mind it's not even gonna sound right if I try to say it but anyway Nike and R-T-F-K-T are attempting to reconcile this you know, struggle with going into the digital space with CryptoKicks IRL, the first native Web3 sneaker. And if you don't know what IRL means, that means in real life, right? So they're combining new technology with the swoosh's decades of experience in the industry. And the project aims to bridge the digital and physical worlds all in four debut colorways, called the Blackout, Stone, Ice, and Space Matter. Crypto Kicks IRL will be limited to 19,000 pairs with the colorway split uh, to be redeemed. My bad, I'm sorry. The colorway split to be determined, there we go, by the collectors themselves. So they will be sold as NFTs, and then you can redeem those NFTs for the physical counterparts, a process that RTFKT dubs forging. If you would like to secure a pair of any of the four above-mentioned colorways, the public draw is live from now until December 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern on rtfkt.com. This is not even an ad. I just wanted to give you all the quick take. So make sure you go ahead, enter that, uh, get into this Web3 world. Um, To enter, you must have an rtfkt account. Crypto wallet supported by Wallet Connect, a US shipping address, and at least 0.5 ETH, roughly 616 USD in your wallet, and only one entry per unique account. And your wallet address will be allowed. So go ahead, check them out. That's a quick take for the day, giving y'all some game on how you get into Web3. If you're into streetwear, if you're into, into sneakers, again, go ahead and cop those Crypto Kicks IRL. Definitely comment. Let us know if, if you copped a pair because of this. You know this episode. Uh, again, this is not a paid ad. We just wanted to bring y'all some some free game. Let y'all know what's going on in the web three world. And that's the quick take for the day. Y'all get into it,
1: man. Fire. A couple of things. One, RTFKT. We need a check. That wasn't.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't even know you was gonna do all that. I would have told you. Mm mm. Cause uh, look, sometimes sometimes you gotta just let the people know what's going on, right? Like yeah, you can you let know.
1: them know, but like the way in which you package it, you was like, yeah, you
0: know, you gave them the URL. <laughs> <laughs> how are the how do people supposed to find it, man? Look, they only got until tomorrow at eleven a.m. You know what I'm saying? Most people might not even see this till tomorrow at eleven a.m. So look, I hope y'all catch it before then. If not. That just goes to show y'all, y'all need to tune in live. What are you doing? We're giving y'all free... We told y'all from... Probably from about week five, we started realizing this free game shouldn't be free. It shouldn't be free. We need to start charging y'all. But we love y'all. We love y'all, man. We love y'all.
1: And actually, you know, in the spirit of community, (laughs) if you you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can... uh, Click the link below in the description at our anchor link, in which you can become a supporter, an official supporter of Block to Block Podcast. Yes, and if exactly. you become a supporter of Block to Block Podcast, you might get—well, not might—you'll definitely get special benefits. Like maybe you be on the show, or maybe you meet us, or maybe you come to one of our many, many events that yes, we're
0: having yes. last year. So you might get one of them NFTs that we got going. You never know. You
1: never know. So no. <laughs> you know help a brother out <laughs> and support the
0: podcast. and support too so we can you know we can garner more resources to, to give y'all more information you know what i'm saying and we can get more people onto the platform and um you know we could you know get a little studio space give y'all a nice little little setup yeah i'm and telling you because you know, we went
1: and did Aki's... um when i went to the pepper soup talk studio shout man, out to Aki. Watch episode 15 we spoke with that brother right about how to make build a web a real estate company in web Street but like so the story is I did his podcast that Tuesday and then he did our show like that following Thursday which was last week man that studio fire
0: we gotta step our game up that's all it is they they're they challenging us we gave, we gave him a virtual link. That's yeah. all we
1: gave to, that man to join
0: yeah. <laughs> like, got one. Season two, we're gonna we going to we going to we coming at the hat for season two, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. we, you know, season, we gonna bring some pressure.
1: Yeah, yeah. The last Thursday of this week will be the finale of season one. Make sure you tune in. But so the first Thursday. <laughs> season,
0: three, season two, fire. Here's look. Don't think because we switch seasons, we're going to take a week off. What?
1: Nah. Come on, man. What's what's, what's, what's going on? Absolutely. What's going on? But back to the, to that story, like that quick take, what's important and what's really telling is really the direction where NFTs are going. Because once mm-hmm. again, you know, NFTs primarily have just been focused on digital, like digital assets. And what I was great and all, what we've seen with this bear, with this crypto winter, this bear market, mm-hmm. that the overall value of these NFTs are being called into question. People are like, man, there's no intrinsic value. It's just, perhaps it's just a digital artwork or what have you, yeah. but I don't really get no real utility from this NFT. And which is why we focused on physical NFTs, right? NFTs that are paired with, with physical collectibles. And as we can see with this play, that Nike and um, our, what's an acronym again is so long, RTFKT is doing, is they're having having these digital NFTs that can be redeemed for physical shoes. So, you know, just to say, this is where the market is going. Like, we're going to see more of this interconnection between both the digital and physical worlds. So just want to bring that out. And yeah, powerful quick take question yes sir
0: would you pronounce it artifact is that what they're trying to do artifact artifact i don't know i don't know they cut a check maybe uh, artifact look i'm gonna call them artifact artifacts hit us up so we could we could pronounce the name of your company right are we trying to we trying to not free yes it is free promo dang Listen, we're trying to put the Web3 community on. You know, we're trying to put the Web2 community onto these Web3 things, man. So hit us up, Web3 Wayne, NFT Ninja. You could see our socials right there. Hit our line. Also, uh, if y'all didn't know, at Relay Global, at the 10 2 at block to block Podcast. Follow us on social media. Uh, man, we have great content coming there as well. If you didn't know, at our Relay Global social media, especially on our Instagram. We have some great lives from a lot of the partners that we're working with now, some past partners. We have great content on there. Definitely check us out for sure. And do with that, look, I, I think the people are ready for the market. They need to know what's, what's, what's going on, what's Absolutely. happening. Absolutely,
1: because the market has been very interesting because, as we know, we are in Q4, which is the last quarter of the year. However, we got the numbers have come out on the level of fundraising that web3 startups have accumulated for Q3 okay web3. okay so what we found is web3 startups being the companies focused on defi nfts and the metaverse were they all were able to fundraise from venture capitalists and investors 3 billion dollars in the last quarter that ain't terrible True, that's wow. like almost a bill in the month when you think about it. I mean, yeah,
0: we're gonna see what Q4 looks
1: like because, yeah, however, like, we once again, everything's all about context, right? True, even though three billion is a big number, that is still a 24% drop from the second quarter of this year, mm-hmm. and you know, once again, like, when we It's a bear market we've been undergoing. A lot of these projects have been falling apart. A lot of exchanges have been dealing with cybersecurity issues. And then the latest thing, this FTX scandal, which technically happened in Q4, but the space is coming into question. I was going to say
0: we're seeing this after the effects of Terra Luna, right? We talk about Q2. That was right at the beginning of Q2. Uh, So, you know, I'm I'm sure by the time Q3 started you kind of see more of the effect of that where people are like, hold on, let me hold on to my money. So definitely, you know, as we go into Q1 next year, definitely would, would love to see what Q4 looked like after FTX, which is like the big blow up, right? All these VCs are, are catching strays now where it's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens.
1: Now, while okay. Yes, it did drop. Like, it's very important to have, like, a longer time horizon, right? You got to look at things year over year. Because yeah. last year, during this time, like, these companies only raised almost $2.7 billion. So technically speaking, from year, from November of 2021 to this time now, we've seen an increase of VC funding for Web3 companies, right? And the overall annual funding level is set to reach a record of 29 billion by the end of this year, which is a 10% improvement from last year. So, while things have been kind of shaky, <laughs> for lack of a better term, we have seen a steady increase of investment dollars within the space. Now, what's also interesting, though, is within Web3, it's so many technologies, right? DeFi, you know, decentralized finance, that really refers solely to like the cryptocurrency aspect of things. And for DeFi specifically, what we've seen is it it raised $1 billion, 1 billion last month. However, this is one-seventh of the level that it was of November of last year. So crypto specifically in terms of fundraising has taken a hit. But once again, the overall market yeah. is seeing, like, an increase from last year. And that probably is the investment of dollars into, like, other projects, like NFT projects, Metaverse projects. Like, Metaverse news has been very, very big in terms of, like, different gaming um, components coming out, and everything else of that nature. And so another thing that's very important to look at when we look at funding within the Web3 space, a lot of these VC or investment dollars are Strongly correlated with like the price of Bitcoin, Mm. meaning usually when Bitcoin is doing well, the investment dollars are coming in and that's doing well. But when Bitcoin takes a dip over a certain period, investment dollars tend to take a dip as well. Because once again, this is like a newer space, it's volatile. And so while VCs and investors tend to be a lot more risk tolerant, they still don't want to just have their money go to zero, right? (laughs) So it's, you know, once again, this is all newer. And so in the long run, things were thought to kind of even out a bit more, but right now it's still like really correlated towards how Bitcoin is performing. But overall for the year, like, yes, the web 3 market has taken a hit, just like most of these markets because of recessionary times and yes there's been a lot of scandals however we are still seeing a steady increase of investment dollars within the space
0: and yeah, man that's, that's a great context there i mean we'll see what, we'll see what happens with with those fundraising dollars as well man it's it's looking eerie i would say at the same time you know this is uh one of those things where one, you know, I love what you said about having like a, a longer term scope on things, um, you know, because I think we have especially like with everything going on, it's been, uh, you know, let's just look at what's been going on in the past couple months. And, you know, while that is that is important to, to kind of forecast out is also, you know, it doesn't hurt to look at what has been and, and what is going on. So I love it. I love it. Absolutely.
1: And then once again, just to end off this segment with just NFT cell performance for the past seven days. So once again, we like to look at the NFT sales because it gets a good core good indicator of just the sales volume within the Web3 space. And so last week, within the last past seven days, we've seen over thirty five thousand one hundred and sixty four NFTs been sold, which is actually down by 3.05% from the previous week. However, sales volume has slightly gone up by a little bit over a half of a percent at 23.6 million. So, once again, things are kind of, we, what we saw at the end of the last week when we reviewed the month, things have been steadily going down. But you always get these little Short-term sweet spots of like a slight rally, if you will.
0: And mm-hmm. yeah, man, I think people uh, that that year outlook as as we get close to the end of the year, because I would yeah. love to see what it, where we was at in beginning of twenty twenty two versus now. That's you know that they, they always say that the fall from the, the top is always a listen
1: deep one. Y'all don't even know the season finale for season one is going to be. Fire! We're going to get just the overall wow. review of the year, all in
0: one episode. We're going to give y'all a set time. We we know we just, be on Thursdays, sometimes we go in the morning, sometimes we, you know, we, we nighttime warriors. We're going to give y'all a set time so y'all can tune in and, and catch this last week, this last season one episode, we'll wrap up the year just to let y'all know. You know saying what's going on, you know, in this this NFT world. We we got a big episode, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. You never know. We might have some special guests too. Look, listen. You never know. You never, you never, never know. know. Man,
1: you
0: never and know. Season two. Oh man. Season two gonna go crazy. I can't wait. Man. I can't wait. We got news for season two, baby. Hey, let's go. Hey. Renewed so, Shout out to the tube. Shout out to the tube. The The tube's of you. Apple finally let us on their platform. Shout out to them. Oh, yes.
1: Thank you. We are on Apple Podcasts.
0: Now we can say, anywhere anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere.
1: (laughs) Anywhere. That's Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on audio form. So if you don't have the time to be on YouTube and you're on the go, Go to audio. You know what I'm saying? Why you on
0: uh Twitter scrolling? You feel me? You know, you 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 preparing to do your little TikTok dance. Get you some of this this web thing knowledge so you get some of that that bread coming in. You know what I'm saying? Stay ahead of the game, stay ahead of the curve. We love to see it. And I mean, I think that's the free game for the day. Be on the lookout for the, the final episode, the, the date and time for the final episode of season one. Of the block to block podcast, the best podcast for all things web three. And also make sure you are tuning in. We're on all podcast platforms. If you don't want to uh, or if you can't watch, I know you want to, but if you can't watch via YouTube, make sure you check us out on those streaming platforms. And of course, come on, like, comment, subscribe, and and share out. This is the season of giving. So make sure you mm-hmm. give this game, you give this knowledge, you give this information to your good people because they need it. They need it. They need it. Y'all need it. They need it. I need it too.
1: When I be at the gym, I be listening to Block to Block. Right. I'm like, <laughs> dang, I said that? Oh, oh. oh they, that NFT and Jai dude is real smart. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, man. Man. But, man, like, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. This was the perfect way to end our day. On an incredible Thursday, a lot of things have been popping up.
0: Yes, sir. Like, NJ, can you do something for me? Can you talk a little Rich Flex for me?
1: (laughs) Anyway, talk about FTX for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Stay tuned. we be here next week, next Thursday. We don't miss a Thursday. I don't care if it's a holiday or what. We don't miss them.
0: And, look, and with that, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Episode 16 is fun. Like neat, though. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is the fourth month of the podcast. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Each week. Man. 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 With that dosis.